welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. I know there are a lot of writing apps out there. So in this week's podcast episode, I want to share the story of one of the hottest writing apps that I've come across in a long time. Hi there, my name is Brian Collins and welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. The app in question is called Living Writer, and I recently had the chance to catch up with the co-founders of this app. But before I get into it, why do you need a writing app in the first place and what makes for a good writing app? Well, here's the thing. You just need to find the right tool for the job in question. Sometimes if you're writing a article, all you need is somewhere where you can write quickly and without interruption. You don't need necessarily to worry about how to arrange all of the ideas for your article because it's something you're going to work through quite quickly. On the other hand, if you're writing a book, you might need a more powerful writing app. And traditionally, Scrivener is a book that I've used in the past for writing books and so on, because a more powerful writing app will help you rearrange your ideas, your story structure, and also prepare it for publication on a store like Amazon. Now, of course, the problem is when you have a lot of different writing apps, it can be sometimes a bit stressful when you want to figure out which ones you should use and for what. So I would always say to you that to put the writing first and that when you put the writing first, you will learn how to use the tool in question through the act of doing, through the act of turning up. That said, one of the most interesting writing apps I've come across and which I'm starting to use for a new book is called Living Writer. And Living Writer is an interesting writing app because it has five templates at the time of recording this interview that will help you arrange ideas for your book or for your story that bit faster. And it also has a walkthrough for these templates and instructions in case you're not sure what they are. The Living Writer app is currently something that you can use through your web browser, but the developers are going to release a version for mobile as well soon. Living Writer is also free to try for a month. So if you would like to try Living Writer, I encourage you to visit the link becomewritertoday.com living hyphen writer. And that will take you to a sign-up page where you can try Living Writer for 30 days without having to pay. And of course, that's an affiliate link, which means I'll earn a small commission if you sign up. Now, with all of that said, I was curious about why Living Writer is so different to the other writing apps that are out there and how to get the most from it. So I recently had the chance to catch up with the co-founders, Dominic Chase and Casey Kerbs. And I asked them to explain why they created Living Writer in the first place and how to get the most from it. But before we go over to this week's interview, I do have an ask. If you enjoy the Become a Writer Today podcast, please leave a short rating or review wherever you're listening to the show. It could be in the iTunes store or elsewhere, because more reviews and more ratings will help more listeners find the show. Now, that said, let's go over to this week's interview with Dominic and Casey. I guess we kind of have to start with like how it all came about. I'm actually a nutritionist. I had nothing to do with tech or anything. And I um, I was doing private practice for a few years, so I wanted to write a book. So I started writing the book and I was complaining to him all the time about how, you know, Google Docs is really lagging. It's not meant for writing a book. There's nowhere to put my research. There's no notes, anything. And he was actually writing a book at the same time. So he kind of could commiserate with me on that. So we were looking into like, what is a better app to use? And we kind of came across the same thing, which was like, Scrivener was kind of the at the top. But even yeah. even with that, everyone was complaining about it's so hard to use. And like, there's a lot of good features, but it's so confusing unless you're trying to do something huge. And just the interface was just really awful. So he was actually in a really unique position because he knows like, you know, the complications of writing a book. 
but also he had a small development company already. So he was able to make this app that was specifically for writers, like everything that writers have to go through and also to make it look really nice and to make the user experience like right on point for specifically writers. So to Dominic, when when I was using the app, that's one thing that struck me is there is no learning curve. Like I immediately understood how it was set up and what I should do in that it presented, you know, some templates that I could use. And then I was able to just get started writing. Was, was that your intention? Yeah. So, you know, like Casey said, I had a development company for a few years. So when we got into this, so I went and actually got UI UX certified. And what are the bigger groups out here? And the main focus for me, you know, looking at Scrivener, looking at the other apps, like there's a lot of features and there's a lot of clutter, right? And the learning. Yeah. And in UX training, the main thing that you're trying to eliminate is the learning curve. If you have to do too many tutorials, that means you didn't do too much of a good job. So mm. that's definitely the route that we took. We were just like, let's make sure the interface is very simple. Any features that get added are, you know, out of your way, but also intuitive enough that you could just pick it up and learn it, like you said. So when you log into Living Writer, it presents a series of templates based on story structure. Would you be able to explain what those templates are and, and how they came about? Well, I started writing a fiction book. Hers was uh, nonfiction. But um, yeah. once, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever done it, but once you start writing a fiction book, the big thing is plotting and just making sure that, you know, you have some kind of structure in your story because you could write forever and, you know, write yourself in circles, honestly. Yeah. So you were doing like months worth of research on how to do all that plotting and everything. Yeah. So I, so I read a few books and, I, and we came across these templates like the story circle and, you know, the 27B chapter plotting. And so I was using those. And so when we started coming up with Living Writer, I thought, hey, you know, what would be an easy way to get this out there for people? Because right now, most of these plot structures, they're available in Excel sheets and, you know, uh, Word documents where you have to just like download it and plug your stuff in. So we were thinking, hey, you know, let's build a foundation for the writer right away. So it's like, you know, you know what the plot structure is about. You can just click a template and boom, you can get started plugging in right away instead of using Excel and having multiple documents. And that just, you know, to touch on that, a core of what we built was to have your story in one place. So you know, as soon as you open that story, that one story that you're writing on that screen, everything is contained. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned Excel. You reminded me of a, a book I read a few years ago called The Story Grid by Sean Coyne. But he does recommend uh, taking apart a book and putting it into a spreadsheet so you can see each chapter and where it fits within the story structure itself. Have you had much feedback from users so far about the different templates that you've included? Uh, yeah, I mean, the feedback in itself. Yeah, the feedback has been shocking. Everyone's just like, so nice and just really loves the app, which has been amazing. And people are, you know, they really love the emails that they're getting and they're even asking for advice. We actually started a blog because we were like, you know, people really want, they tips. want advice, they want tips, things yeah. like that. And we're also starting a Facebook community because people want, they really just seem so involved and they just, I don't know, they just yeah. love it. And ad advice even to the level of like, you know, how do I build up my confidence to even rate yeah. things like that. But as far as the templates, um, yeah, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. We see, you know, users using many of them and we have, you know, the attached videos just to give them a brief overview of what each one is. But the biggest one that we've seen used that people ask a lot of questions about is the 27B chapter plotting. I'm under the impression that's because we give you 27 chapters right off the bat. So it kind of makes it a little bit easier to just jump right in. 
Yeah, that was the uh, template that I think resonated most with me as well. I think because it kind of builds on the, the three-act structure, but it has almost an outline that's there for you and some guidelines about what to include in each chapter. Yeah. And is your audience fiction writers or do you find nonfiction writers are using it as well? We find, you know, nonfiction, we find essays being written on it, um, you know, even bloggers. Yeah, I love writing my blogs on it. It's perfect. I wrote my book on it. I wrote my uh, like a how to lose weight, kind of reduce stress type of self-help book. But I have so much research. Like I'm a, a health professional. I have a license, so I can't just say something without quoting research. So it was just so much that I had to put in there. And yeah, I found it like amazing to just be able to have a place to plug in all my notes and all the research and everything. So yeah, we've definitely seen both for sure. So there are five templates, at least in the version that I'm logged into. Are there plans for more templates? There are. We've been getting users requesting things. You know, we're looking into them. Some of them are you know, a little kind of like the snowflake method. I don't know if you, yes. you know, that's something that we really have to look at and say, how would we build this kind of template into the app? Because with that, uh, you know, you're kind of asking yourself questions and we can't just give you outlines. It's a little bit of figuring out how to make it intuitive enough that it's not just confusing for the user going in, not knowing what it is. We have plans to add uh, more. We're like collecting different plot structures. Yeah, I guess it would be good to see some more nonfiction templates. So when I log into the other feature that stood out is when I log into one of the templates or when I start a new project, there's an interesting feature at the bottom where I can add story elements. Would you be able to explain what story elements are and how they work? Yeah, so um, funny enough, the Living Writer started off the story elements because we were you know, thinking of a place to put notes. We were thinking of a place to make it actually not just be you know, notes about a character, but actually function within the app. So with the story elements, you you can, you know, pick, add in your characters, your research, your settings, your objects, give them different attributes, give them pictures even. On top of that, they show up in the editor as you type. So we've integrated it into the editor. So as you're typing in, you know, if you type in the letter H and you have characters with the letter H, it'll pop up as an auto-suggest dropdown. And we've seen people use it in many different ways, like with her, with the research, she doesn't use the auto-suggest feature. She turned that off, but, you know, with the research here. Well, yeah, I think even, like you say, auto-suggest, but what it is, it's like, say, yeah, say you type in H and you have a character named Hector. Hector, like, will not only, it doesn't just populate the name, but then you can click on the name and then it has all the information on Yeah. So it can, it can help you be more consistent with how you describe the character or, or the story elements happen to the character and all that stuff. Yeah, in my writing, I mean, uh, and I know a lot of users use it the same way. It's just to keep tabs on your characters almost. You know, just having it on the right sidebar as you as you type, whenever you want to reference it, you can make sure keep track of where the characters are at, even if it's like shifting emotions, if you're shifting visuals and things like that. And for me, like for nonfiction, like with what I was doing, I had so many topics in it. Like say it was say stress was a topic. So that's a story element. And now I have all the research articles I have on it, all the ways that I've tied it into cravings and how it affects your hormone levels that affect your weight loss in general, things like that. Okay. So quite curious about that, Casey, because I, I, mean, I write mostly nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So if I was writing an article about stress and I've come across three different studies that I want to refer to, how would I go about setting that up and living writer or what should they do? So you'd make stress like a story element and then you can put in 
or a chapter. Right? Yeah, or it could be a subchapter. To me, like, yeah, the, I, I guess everyone organizes differently. I would make stress a story element, and then I would put in like every research, like links to every research article I have on there. I might put in just like how it relates to other, you know, like I said, like how it relates to cravings and all things. Like that. Yeah. But yeah, you could make it a subchapter. You could like outline it that way and have it be a subchapter. Okay. And when I type in stress then into the actual chapter itself, do you have that pop up coming up on screen or do you turn that off? I would keep like, so if you're typing in stress and then if you want to click on, like it will highlight itself. So like, like, oh, wait, where did I reference this already? Or, oh, let me just pull up that article or, oh, I'm writing about this now. So let me just add in this reference that I have because I have to put it in later. So if you click on the word stress, It'll come up on the right sidebar and give you everything that you've written about stress so far into that story element. Do you have any tips or advice for how a writer could use the board elements? Uh, the board elements, I guess, would definitely be for more fiction writing. So the reason we did the board was just for plotting purposes. So we had a lot of feedback. This is a pretty new feature. I think we deployed about two months ago. Because we had a lot of feedback from people saying, hey, can you actually integrate a board similar to the cork board and Scrivener? Yeah, And what they wanted to do was basically just see an overview of their story and for the most part, just actually fully flesh out their story before they begin writing. That's what we see most people doing. So they'll go in and they'll start creating chapters and they'll start creating descriptions, subchapters, outlines, all of that. And then they'll go into the board, organize all their notes, organize all their um, chapters and, and their plot in the way that they want it before they start writing. I actually could have used that. Yeah, I published my book like well before that feature was in. But now that I'm thinking about it, probably the most annoying part of writing my book was figuring out like what should go when. So I did a lot of that like board feature type of stuff like on paper. So I definitely could have used that to like just put here's this topic, this topic, this topic, then look at it from like an overview and see like, okay, what makes sense to have this as the reader is going through like what should be first and how does that all line up so yeah you can easily drag and drop around on the board but we're also adding a feature um later on which allows you to see things like how often you've used a character in a specific section of your story and different like statistics as well yeah i I have actually used index cards quite a lot so i find it helpful to write the chapter title on an index card and lay them out on a desk but i can definitely see how a board would be useful within an app itself. So you talked there about you have a background in UX. So many of the writing apps today are minimalist writing apps, or at least some of the popular ones. Are you considering a minimalist version of a living writer or perhaps a distraction-free version? Yes. So on our roadmap right now is a a focus mode, which provides you distraction-free writing. But additionally, our mobile and our iOS and Android apps that are coming out are extremely minimal. With the phone, we didn't want to go too deep on trying to figure out how to incorporate like the board feature on your phone. And usually when people are taking, you know, writing on their phone, they're just trying to write at that moment, not really organize their story. So with that, the mobile app is going to look a little like IA Writer. I don't know if you've seen Yeah, that. yeah, that's an, that's an app I use for writing shorter articles quite a lot. Yeah, so the mobile version is going to look just um, very, very similar to that. And for the desktop and mobile, I mean, browser versions, we're going to incorporate the focus mode, which will basically get rid of all the sidebars, get rid of all the toolbars and just have your 
you know, just have your words. And maybe a small thing to adjust font sizes, you know, at the bottom. And do you have plans for a desktop version or, or do you think people are yeah. happier? To, you do? We do. You know, there is a lot of, there's a good amount of people that have emailed us saying, hey, we, we would like a desktop version because they're traveling a lot. Yeah. So with the desktop version would also come offline support. So we, you'd be able to actually write even without internet. And once you get internet again, uh, it will just completely sync to the cloud. Yeah, I, I think for me and for some writers I know, the appeal would be that you could write while you're not getting distracted because you're online and you know something pops up on social media or the news or email. You know, you can just plug out your internet cable and just focus on the writing project. So that that would be great to see. What about Markdown, which is a way of formatting text for the web quickly? You mean like as far as exporting or? Actually using Markdown within the app itself. So for example, you you'd put two hashtags next to a heading and it's formatted as H2. Right. You know, we haven't been, gotten a lot of feedback on that. I'm not going to lie. Okay. It could be a niche use case or, an, or a niche request from me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we do have people asking for um, more like keyboard shortcuts. And yeah, I guess it will be a similar situation with Markdown. We'll definitely look into that. I also noticed the app has a some export options. So you have Word and, and PDF. I haven't actually tested the Kindle or the Amazon export option. Does that actually create a ready-made file that you can publish straight on, on Amazon? So basically, what, well, Casey is the only one that's published a book here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess you're okay. Right. Well, oh, that's but, um, why we did. I remember. Yeah. So when she was publishing on Amazon, you had to create certain file sizes out of the Word documents. Yeah. Amazon would give you these files, like these Word documents that was kind of templates that you could like then copy all your work into that template. But it was just really cumbersome and very annoying. So I think that's when. Yeah. You so I, to... I saw that and I said, okay, let's let's make it easy for anyone that's ready to publish. And so those templates that Amazon gives you, you can export your entire book from Living Writer just into those uh, with the margins and everything that Amazon has requested for self-publishing. Is that print as well or is that print yeah. as well? Print as well. Oh, fantastic. It's actually yeah, for pr- it's for mostly print. for print. No. Okay. So as far as the Kindle, we're doing uh, Mobi export, which is like ebook, yeah. ebook exports. And that's coming in the next two weeks. But with that, we have this feature called Send to Kindle. And with that, you can basically export your book to a Mobi and click the Send to Kindle button and actually send the, your book to your Kindle. Not, you know, not published, but just so that you could see it on your Kindle at any point. That's a great feature because... I think currently it's quite convoluted to preview your Kindle book on a Kindle yeah. without actually publishing it's it. Really annoying to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to download a special app from Amazon. I'm also curious, um, how are you getting word out about the app, about the writing app? What are you doing to promote it apart from podcast interviews? You know, Casey just started the reach out campaign, you know, yeah. around the same time that we contacted you. But we've seen, you know, we started just Google advertising and stuff, and we've seen such a yeah. really, really good amount of feedback. And we have other review sites and things just, uh, you know, they're reviewing us, even Pro Writing Aid, Grammarly is doing an article on us. So that's that's our main source, just like, you know, finding those communities and people like you that have a, uh, you know, base of writers and readers that would be interested in the product. And Yeah, talking to people in Facebook groups because people are always asking like, oh, what do you use, this and that. And I've just been having some conversations with people about Living Writer and they actually like, a lot of people sign up just from those conversations and they mm-hmm. really love it. And it's, it's uh, you know, in the recent, in a couple last couple of months, we've had a lot of people tweeting about it. We even had a New York Times bestselling author just voluntarily tweet about Living Writer. 
Oh wow! Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, saying that she's going to use it for her next project, which was yeah. you know pretty huge. You know, I mean, the the thing is, you know, I want to say you know build it and they'll come, but you know it's not that way anymore, really. But with our app, I feel like we've just done, you know, we've gone above and beyond, and yeah. we're we're maintaining a consistent pace and like the feature updates and making sure we listen to our user base. And so you know, we get unsolicited emails all the time from our users saying, "Hey." I just want to let you guys know that we love, you know, I love this. I see that it's a labor of love and et cetera. You know, it's real, yeah. real nice feeling. And Chase, are you actually developing the app or are there, are there other people in your company? Yeah, I have. Uh, so there's three developers working on Living Writer and we have an AWS technician as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't do any development anymore, but I do oversee the UI UX. So I presume, Casey, then you're handling like the outreach and promoting the app. Yeah. And I'll also... Like I just, I'm constantly like taking a look at it and be like, I don't like this button, like do this differently or I'll mention a certain feature. I think yeah. I probably mentioned the templates. I think that was me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, templates are great. <laughs> do either of you still find time to write? Yeah, you've been. Yeah, I've been writing. I mean, um, I yeah. published my book already. So I was kind of like taking a break. Yeah. But I actually, when he did the templates, I was like, I really want to write a fiction book now. I want to like plug something yeah. into that temp- template. It was like, inspiring to me but yeah but we still you know we still get time to write i mean this is um i've had a company for a while but like this living writer has become just the main focus and you know we're moving pretty quickly so i find time wherever i can you know in between just management it's actually free to try as well for for a month is that right yeah it's completely free to try for a month so if if somebody wants to try living writer what's what's the best step or best place for them to go to livingwriter.com hit the try for free button and you'll be right in. We don't we don't hold back any features or anything like that. You get the full experience, 30 days. Oh well thank you, Chase. Thank you, Casey. It was very nice to talk to you today. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Brian. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.